It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is that time once again, time for Here's to Your Health, a joint production of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital and Real Roots Radio, where we are happy to chat with our friend, Dr. Kevin Sherritt, as he uh, he joins us, as he does every Tuesday at 930. First of all, Doc, welcome into the program. Hope you're well today. Hey, Roy, I am well. Thank you. And I hope you are well as well. Well, we're uh, hanging in best we can trying to uh, dodge these nasty germs that are out there everywhere with the uh, coronavirus as it uh, continues to dominate uh, the landscape and uh, talk of everything going on around the world. And that's what we've tried to focus on, because when you're talking about health, uh, it seems like that's the number one issue right now. That's right. I mean, it's certainly on the forefront of everybody's mind. Well, uh, news came out yesterday about the uh, Astra, I hope I'm saying this right, AstraZeneca company and uh, their initial results from their coronavirus vaccine. It seems that right now we have two or three companies uh, that are in phase three of uh, coronavirus testing. Uh, It seems like the first couple of phases are more for safety and the uh, final and third phase, which is the biggest hurdle, is basically does it work in preventing uh, infection? Am, Am I correct on that? You are correct, Roy. I mean, there's two phases to these vaccines. One is efficacy. The other is safety. And safety is paramount, I mean, to everything we do. And so the um, there are three vaccines that I'm aware of that are to the phase three of the trial. There certainly could could be more, but as far as I know, there are three. And then there are really probably dozens in the pipeline that are that are, you know, behind the the uh, these three that are leading the way. And so far, what I'm hearing is that the vaccines are showing uh, a good antibody response. The the way the vaccines work is that when you administer a vaccine, no matter what type of vaccine you administer, it uh, stimulates your immune system to produce antibodies that then stand guard and protect you from the inciting agent, whatever it might be. You know, and we've we've had vaccines, of course, our entire lifetime in terms of vaccines for tetanus and other things that people take and, you know, really don't give it a thought about taking a tetanus shot, for example. But that tetanus shot um, induces antibodies against uh, bacteria that cause tetanus. And so it's the same principle in all vaccines that the vaccine uh, is a, a way to stimulate your immune system to make antibodies that then protect you against whatever the, in, the inciting agent would be, in this case, the COVID-19 virus moving forward. So the initial reports on these vaccines is that the antibody response really is pretty good. So when we get to phase three, that's when you're looking at, uh, you know, maybe 30 to 50,000 people, you know, you give half of them a placebo, which is basically nothing. You give half of them the actual vaccine itself, and then you compare the results to see uh, did the people with the vaccine actually, you know, fight off the the, uh, the coronavirus. Uh, where are we right now as far as how long will it take to get those stage three results, uh, you know? And it seems like when most uh, vaccines, I don't want to say most, I guess I shouldn't say that, but when vaccines make it to stage three, uh, they have a decent chance of being approved by the FDA. You know, where are we timetable right now going forward? Well, 
typically it takes uh, at least two years and many times longer to get through all of the trials and necessary precautions to uh, roll out a vaccine to the public. The estimation is is for the corona vaccine that uh, that timetable will be cut at least in half. And the efforts on the vaccine started back in uh, December, January, February of this year. So Mm -hmm. in order to get the stage three is when the vaccine is actually being administered uh, to uh, humans, to people. And so we are now in that, and and there actually are some trials here locally. Uh, There are some people in the region that have been getting the vaccine. As you said, they're not aware whether they're getting a placebo or a vaccine, but uh, Pfizer, I know, locally is is doing some of that. So having said that, um, if we are able to cut the timetable in half, we are looking at the end of this year to the early part, first quarter of 2021, unless something derails these vaccines, I anticipate that they'll be available in that time frame. Um, So we're looking at, you know, we're just really months away uh, hopefully, as as long as the uh, safety is and is good and the uh, uh, efficacy is good, we are looking forward to hopefully having a vaccine at the end of this year or, or at the beginning of next. Right. It, it seems like that would be best case scenario, but you know, researchers warn, you know, never in a vaccine has everything went perfect. And, you know, this is normally a a process, like you said, that takes years, and and we're trying to shrink that process to a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, one thing that caught my ear was I saw where the, uh, I believe it's a lady that's heading the British study uh, study with uh, AstraZeneca, said that if everything goes right, which I almost hate when they say that, because Mm -hmm. rarely does it happen, if everything goes right, they felt like they could give this out in September. Now, mm-hmm. when they say that, I would assume they're meaning the first people that would get it would be the medical folks, the first responders, those sure. that would be in the in the gravest danger of, of getting this, sure. so to speak. Sure. And so, you know, then that leads us to the third. Let's say that uh, everything works out great and the, the vaccine is safe, the vaccine's effective, uh, all systems go. Well, then you've got production. Right. And you've got to be able to then produce a vaccine. And they're talking about billions, with a B, billions of doses of vaccines worldwide that will need to be administered. And so, you know, then you have the logistical problem with, uh, with all of that. And, you know, uh, our patients locally know just about every year we run out of flu vaccine. I mean, all of us do. And so, you know, that, you know, creates a new set of challenges in terms of production and distribution and getting the vaccine where it needs to go. You know, we've seen with testing, uh, the technology for the test has been available. It's uh, the devil is in the details and that's getting the test kits produced and getting them out where they need to be and, and getting the testing completed. So uh, if, you know, all systems were go, for example, in September on the vaccine, it, we're still looking at uh, many weeks to months after that before it's going to be available to the general public. Correct. Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. And then our next challenge uh when that vaccine is ready, is convincing people that it's safe because, you know, you had anti-vaccine people before this all came about. Now you have the argument, uh, what if a patient came to you and said, you know, my concern is they produce this in a year. Uh, I don't want to take this vaccine. You know, what would you say to one of your patients? You know, we have actually, I have this discussion all the time with parents, with young children and other individuals as far as vaccines go. And, you know, 
we are fortunate. We still live in a free country, and I'm thankful that we live in a free country where people can make decisions. And my job is uh, to present the information, to present it to the very best of my ability, and let people make their own decisions. You know, one of my uh, one of my patients is a local preacher, and he he has a little saying that I uh, I chuckle about and laugh. And he says people ask him all the time, "What does God think about this? What does God think about that?" or brother so-and-so did this, or brother sister, or sister so-and-so did that. And his response is, you know, I'm in sales, I'm not in management. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I want to give people the information. Most people are going to say, hey, if it's safe, it's if it's effective, I want to do my part not only to protect myself, but more importantly, to protect those I love and the people around me. And we live in a society, we live in a free society, no question about it. And, you know, you can have this discussion about masks or vaccines or, or any number of things. And I don't like wearing the mask. I'm wearing one like right now, and I'm, I, I don't like it. But sometimes we have to do things for the greater good, and we have to sacrifice and make sacrifices to protect those around us. And so the vaccine's going to come. Um, the uh, yeah, We'll see here. And the vaccine is going to be the thing that um, it's going to be a personal decision. Uh, I don't anticipate that it's going to be mandated or forced in, in any way. I mean, there will be those among us that would want to. I would not be in that camp. I would be in the in the camp of let's give people the right information. And I still have faith and confidence in, in uh, those in, uh, in our community that have given the right information, correct information, that they'll make the right choice. And there's only two ways out of this. Um, one way is herd immunity, and that's certainly uh, one way out of it. That's uh, uh, going to create a lot of collateral damage. The other way out of it is with a vaccine, and the combination of herd immunity and vaccine is going to get us over this. You know, and you know, my mother had polio as a child, and I have lots of patients that had polio, and polio is just a, a devastating disease that we don't even think about now. We don't even worry about now, and the reason is is the vaccine, and so. Uh, my hope is looking back on this, you know, even one, two, three, five years looking back, that this will be smaller and smaller in the rearview mirror as time passes because of the vaccine. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio, talking about uh, coronavirus. Uh, Governor, your friend and mine, Governor Mike DeWine, uh, scheduled to make an appearance at 2 o'clock this afternoon. I think many people wondering, uh, as we heard on Sunday, more health orders could be coming down this week about, uh, you know, are we uh, close to a statewide order on mandatory wearing of masks? Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. It would seem, if that doesn't happen today and we continue on the trajectory we're on right now, that's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, yes. I mean, I believe it will. Um, uh, the perfect storm is, is brewing. The, the numbers are going up. The infection rate is going up. You know, we've got schools that are scheduled to start here within the next few weeks. Um, I, you know, I want to make it very clear. I have not talked to the governor. I have no inside information on this. I have no idea what he's going to talk about this afternoon. But knowing what I know, um, it appears to me, unless things change dramatically, and I pray and hope that they do, mm -hmm. but unless they do, we're going to be in a situation where masks are going to be mandated um, because the belief is, whether you believe it or not, whether you agree with it or not, the, the consensus amongst the experts is, is that the masks are the best tool that we have in the public setting to slow down this, this virus. They're not perfect. 
but they're the best tool that we have. And so, you know, when you're when you're in the middle of the ocean in a rowboat, your only choice is to row. And right now we're in the middle of the ocean in this rowboat, and our best defense right now in the, in the public venue is the mask. Dr. Kevin Sherritt joining us for just a couple of more minutes on Real Roots Radio. It's Here's to Your Health, brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Uh, you know, there have been some other things that have been bandied about, uh, possibly, uh, you know, will bars be closed or uh, will they be uh, reduced in capacity, restaurants, things of that nature. Uh, you know, that's something that, that, that you kind of struggle with. You know, you've said it, I've heard other people say it, we still have to live our lives, but you know, then again, you hear so much, you go to a bar, even if it's not crowded, you know, it's indoors, you don't know about ventilation. You know, it seems like that there's the rub right there. You know, you still want to live your life, but uh, how do you do it safely? Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it just comes down to risk and risk management. And, you know, the, the best advice still is don't take any risks that you don't have to take. There are certain risks that are inherent in life, and we absolutely do have to continue living our lives. We need to, you know, this is going to end. We are going to get through this. Um, but we want to minimize the risk as much as we can, and we don't want to knowingly run into a burning house. And if they identify, I can tell you that they are looking. When I say they, there's a whole team of epidemiologists that are uh, at the Ohio Department of Health and working with the Ohio State University and the Cleveland Clinic and all of the best minds that are available in the state of Ohio are working on this. And, and they're watching uh, where the virus seems to be the most active, where the, uh, the hot spots are, so to speak. And I know that one of the areas have come up that they, a common thread that they found is that this virus is transmitted at a higher rate in the bar setting. And so, uh, you know, the proximity of the people and other factors involved. So um, don't be surprised if uh, e even as early as today that we're going to see some, some restrictions being put back in place. The plan is or the hope is not to have to shut down our economy totally, not to have to go back to the stay-at-home order. I know they're going to do everything in their power not to do that because it's not been good. It's not been good economically and, and in other areas. But I do believe that when they see these areas where the virus is particularly uh, hot and spreading, that they're going to try to control those as the best they can. And then obviously you look not too far down the road, schools reopening. Uh, I know Middletown just reversed course yesterday, and they say that they will open up virtually, uh, I believe, for the first nine weeks. You have to wonder, you know, is that something that could be coming down the pike for every school in Ohio, once again, as you said, if we don't dramatically change course or trajectory. That's right. If things continue as they are, and we talked about this before, that, and, and again, I, I want everybody to know I'm not speaking officially here for any school system. I, I have been in contact with uh, some of the leaders at some of the local school districts that have had some questions and things and have been able to share with them, you know, confidentially what their concerns are. And I believe that all of the schools have contingency plans in place that if there are positive cases in their buildings in their districts to respond to that unless things change my anticipation is is if the schools open we will see outbreaks in the schools in other words we will see positive cases occur in that population and uh, when we do uh, if they do go ahead and open then their contingency plans i think will be activated sooner rather than later and I, like you have just said, uh, have heard from a couple of the local districts 
that they are rethinking as it gets closer. And certainly the uh, virtual school option is on the table and is probably going to be a viable option for many, I suspect, uh, either before the, the actual uh, school bell rings or shortly after uh, the school session starts. I, I anticipate we will see uh, positive cases in the schools. Dr. Kevin Sherritt, really appreciate the time, and uh, we'll do this again next Tuesday at 9.30, talking about uh, coronavirus as it continues to dominate the news. Thank you, doctor. Thanks, Rory. Have a great day. You too. There's Dr. Kevin Sherritt on Real Roots Radio. Keeping it real for 20 years and counting. We are Real Roots Radio.